Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. Think back to a big public court case that for some reason you were interested in following. Uh, You're following along with what the witnesses are saying, what the judge is doing. You're reading everything you can read about this case. But finally, the time has come and the jury will issue its verdict. Now, let's think through the different emotions you will feel in the wake of that. If the verdict that comes down uh, is what you think, yo, that's right. That's what the verdict is supposed to be. What's that going to make you feel? Well, that's going to make you feel some sense of joy, right? Some, Some sense of goodness that, hey, what was supposed to happen, happened. Now, if the verdict comes back and it is not what you think is right, not what you think is just, what's that going to do to you? Ah, That's going to bring sorrow. That's going to bring a sense of grief. And you're going to feel like what was supposed to happen didn't happen. And that's why we would all want a judicial system that uh, stands for justice, that makes the right decisions, that issues right judgments. And that maybe helps us think about God. God is the judge. He is the ultimate judge. He is the supremest of supreme courts. Uh, He is the one who will have the final say. But often it seems like people almost get apologetic when they start talking about God as uh, judge or people feel like that is a harsh part about God. And what we need to remember is no, it is a good part about God. And even when we see God's judgment, we will rejoice. Just like if you were following a court case and it was the right verdict, you would rejoice. We will rejoice when God uh, gives his righteous judgments. Uh, Today, we're looking at the Psalms, Psalm 50, 53, 60, and 75. And especially in the first and last of those Uh, mentioned today, 50 and 75, we're going to see some things about God and his role as the judge. Uh, Starting in Psalm 50, it says, the mighty one, God, the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting out of Zion, the perfection of beauty. God shines forth. All right. There there we, he's speaking and summoning the earth. That's something a judge can do. And it says, our God comes, he does not keep silence. And then it goes on to to describe God. And even he rebukes them saying, hey, your sacrifices are not what I want. I want thanksgiving. I want you to do what you say. I want you to call on me. But then he rebukes them for how they uh, don't listen to his discipline in verse 17. And then in verse 18, it says, if you see a thief, You are pleased with him and you keep company with adulterers. You give your mouth free reign for evil and your tongue frames deceit. You sit and speak against your brother. You slander your own mother's son. So he's calling them out for their sin. But then this is very interesting. Verse 21, these things you have done and I have been silent. So what God is saying there is, hey, 
You're doing all these things, and you know what? You're right. I'm not striking down everybody immediately for their sin, right? You're telling lies, but I'm not shooting out lightning bolts to zap you every time that you do. And you're slandering your brother, and I'm not uh, knocking you over with judgment immediately when you do. But here's the thing. You've made a mistake because I've been silent, and then this is the conclusion you come to in verse 21. You thought that I was one like yourself. That's the mistake. You're starting to think that I am like you because I'm not judging you immediately. But I now I rebuke you, God says, and lay the charge before you. Mark this then, you who forget God, lest I tear you apart and there be none to deliver. The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glories glorifies me. And to the one who orders his way rightly, I will show the salvation of God. So there we, we see this warning. Hey, don't you forget about God. Don't uh, think that because God isn't judging everyone immediately, you're going to get away with it. No, it says here, God's going to tear you apart is what's going to happen. But those that thank the Lord, those that trust the Lord, those that follow the Lord, they will see salvation. And hopefully there you sense um a sense of joy in that judgment. Because hopefully, if you're a thinking person, you look out at the world and you see a lot of sin and part of you thinks, it kind of looks like they're getting away with it. This is a reminder, no, they won't. God is the judge. And we see a little bit more of that in Psalm 75 today. Psalm 75 comes back to this idea of God as the judge. And it says there in verse 2, at the set time that I appoint, I will judge with equity. Oh man, you you hear the world talk about things like equity or equality, uh, which aren't exactly the same thing. But it makes clear when the world talks about justice, equity, equality, they have no clue what they're talking about. And many things that are promoted in the name of justice are not justice. Uh, Well, we see all of these problems in the world, but there is going to come a time when King Jesus will judge with perfect justice, with perfect equity, with perfect fairness. And that is not something to be like, oh, that sounds so harsh. No, that sounds like something to rejoice in, that someday all the nonsense of the world uh, will be put to an end. And even though it does sound intense, for instance, verse 8, for in the hand of the Lord, there is a cup with foaming wine, well mixed, and he pours out from it and the wicked, all the wicked of the earth shall drain it down to the dregs, right? That might sound intense, but when you look out and you see wickedness and you know someday it will be punished, that should cause your heart to rejoice. As it says in verse 10, all the horns of the wicked, I will cut off but the horns of the righteous shall be lifted up, right? He will deal with the wicked. He will reward the righteous. So that should give us motivation to say, hey, I'm standing with God. Uh, Standing with God might not be popular now, but someday the judge will enter the courtroom and he will give the verdict and I will be on his side. Uh, Well, that should strengthen our commitment to follow God no matter what. It should also just give us a a zeal against sin, knowing God is the righteous judge. He sees everything, and I want to honor 
him. Uh, even going back to Psalm 50, I want to be someone that is thankful. I want to be someone that calls on the Lord in distress and doesn't seek after all of these other things. Now, speaking of God as judge, we do get to see an example of him acting that way in a more immediate sense. Uh, That's where we need to be reminded. um, It seems that most of the time, God is not zapping people down right then and there in their sin. But that shouldn't discourage us because the right judgment will come, as it says even in Psalm 75, at the time that he appoints. But there are times where God steps in and says, no, I'm bringing justice now. And we see one of those times in Acts chapter 12, as we look at that today. And clearly the enemy, the bad guy in this passage is King Herod. And what does he do? Well, he kills James, the brother of John, one of the, one of the apostles, one of the disciples is martyred, is killed. And then it seems very clear he intends to do the same to Peter, but God miraculously rescues Peter from prison. But at the end of the chapter, we see God strike down King Herod. In this moment, he is displaying pride before the crowds. And in verse 23, it says, Immediately, an angel of the Lord struck him down because he did not give God the glory and he was eaten by worms and breathed his last. But the word of God increased and multiplied. That's an amazing passage and it should actually encourage us that Even when we have wicked rulers doing wicked things, that will not stop the word of God from increasing and multiplying. But this is a happy chapter. Uh, the, The good guy, Peter, he gets rescued. He gets delivered from prison. And the bad guy, well, he gets struck down by God. And that's where we need to realize this chapter isn't the way it's always going to be. Sometimes the faithful Christians will be martyred and the wicked king will extend his reign. But this chapter should remind us, well, one of the things they did was they prayed. And so we should pray in these situations. But even if we don't get the immediate results that we see in Acts chapter 12, we should be reminded God will judge at the appointed time and in the end All will be as it should. And that is not something to apologize for. That is not something to feel bad about. That, my friends, is something to rejoice in. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.